fly away together. One last time. Into the forever. That beautiful sky. Kill a few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. Hello and welcome to the Cinematic Stories podcast. I am your host, Thomas Olson, and this is the podcast where I talk to really cool and interesting people about their life through their favorite films. But today it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be just me, and I'm going to be introducing a new segment of the show called Storytime. Essentially what this is, is it's going to be a little bit different from the normal episodes. So in the normal episodes, what I usually do is I have a list of questions and I go through and I ask my guests those questions and we have a good time talking about those, the the answers to those questions and the movies and any potential stories that come up about their lives with those films. But I've been finding that as I, um, this, this desire and need to want to, to share more stories that I kind of connect to certain movies or stories or experiences in my life that I relate to certain films. And so it's going to be something I'm going to be kind of experimenting with trying out. I, I uh, would love to have other people on to do this. Um, so essentially it's really just going to be more specific storytelling and focusing more on just one or two movies rather than going through the, the list of questions and probably be a little bit more personal as well. Um, so like I said, still kind of trying it out. So we'll see how this goes. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today, the movie is actually a trilogy of films and that is the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, which as I'm recording this Guardians of the Galaxy volume three was just released about a week and a half ago and it's doing very well. And it's a movie that I absolutely loved and it's been just a joy for me to experience the success of that film and just kind of be writing and sitting in that uh kind of the aftermath of that that movie it's been so much fun anyways i each of these these movies on this trilogy have been very special for me for different reasons and have kind of brought up different remind me of different experiences in my own life that i wanted to share and and document so uh that's what we're going to do today so i'm going to start with Guardians of the Galaxy, the first film, which was released in 2014. And kind of going into that film, I was um, excited for it. The trailers looked really fun and exciting and, and different. I was kind of expecting just to kind of have a good laugh, a good time. Um, I wasn't super familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy characters from the comic books like I was a lot of the other Marvel characters at that time. But uh, I came away just absolutely loving it. It's still one of my favorite movies, uh, one of my favorite Marvel films as well. And just a phenomenal movie. And what I wasn't expecting though was just how much depth there was to it. I mean, just the opening scene we see, we meet Peter Quill and his, as a young boy and his mother is dying in, in front of him and she asks him to take his hand and he's too afraid and too traumatized to do so and he runs away. Just, I mean, what a way to open a movie like that just instantly got me a little watery in the eyes. <laughs> um, but, as I watch this movie, one thing that I, I love about Guardians of the Galaxy is essentially it's a story in the first one. We've got these five people. So you've got Peter Quill, aka Star-Lord, Gamora, 
the daughter, um, you know, who was taken from her home and made to be an assassin by the by Thanos. We have Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Drax. So these five people that just have always struggled to find their place, to find their people. They've all been experienced a lot of great loss and don't really have too many other people to rely on. And I just, I remember watching this movie and being really moved by the way it was kind of depicted. It's kind of this like team of misfits, if you will, or people that have a lot of, they have a lot of worth and talent that they can add to, to, to others, but are struggling to figure out how to use those in the best way. Each of them kind of just been doing their own thing and, and, and pursuing selfish endeavors. And as they're brought together, they create this unit that's a bit dysfunctional. Actually, it's pretty dysfunctional. But they also, there's a lot of love and connection and they do a lot of good for other people. And that was just, I don't know, I found that really relatable and they kind of find this this friendship, this family, this family unit, if you will. And I just couldn't help, I remember watching this movie for the first time and coming out feeling like I had been like my experiences that I had growing up trying to find friends and connection was represented a lot throughout this film. And when I was growing up, I, um, you know, I had a lot of good friends in my neighborhood and the church that I went to. Um, but it was interesting. They were all either in the grade above me or the grade below me. I didn't have too many friends that were in the same grade as me. So when I'd go to school, I often felt really isolated and alone. Um, during like especially during my elementary school days and and well elementary school I mean I feel like I would usually eventually kind of find a friend group but then you school year would change and wouldn't stay in touch but junior high especially seventh eighth grade I remember really feeling a lot of that and like there was people that I wanted to be friends with and I try to reach out to and I remember kind of trying to when I was playing football to kind of make deeper friendships with some of those individuals and like the quote popular kids but still just really struggling to find my place. And I remember as the year went on, my, my freshman year went on, um, I, you know, like I, there was these friends that I had, I'd known for, for years, but like we, we never really connected much outside of school or like just, I don't know, there was something that I remember kind of having some, maybe some of my own, I don't know, just hangups or whatever, but um, as the year went on, there, there came to be this like acceptance where like, I felt like we had all been searching for like this, this really solid friend group. We just wanted to belong. We wanted to be part of a group of people. And in a lot of ways, looking back, I think we were all were kind of a bunch of misfits as well. Um, similar to what the Guardians of the Galaxy, these characters were. And some of, I, you know, some of my friends looking back were kind of like, I can see similar traits to a lot of the characters in this movie, you know, like you got characters like rocket who are kind of brash and rude, but also hilarious. And you got Groot who's kind of just aloof and, you know, is, is, is just always, but he's always there. He's always there for you. And then you've got someone like Gamora who's kind of hard around the edges, but inside is just, is really loving and compassionate. And then, Drax, who tries to put on this, this, this show of being a tough guy, but inside he really is just kind of like a big teddy bear and he just wants to, to laugh and be silly. And then of course, Peter Quill, Star Lord, who tries to be cool, 
and I felt like that was me. I feel like I tried to be cool. I wanted to be like a cool kid, like look at like be seen as one of the cool kids. But deep down, he's also just insecure and wants to be loved and wants to have connection as well. And that was really where I connected to that, to that character. And as I watched this movie unfold, like it just, it brought back that feeling I remember of having that, like make, making those, those, those connections with my friends. And, you know, over the years, I've, I've lost touch with, with a lot of my friends from high school, but I have a few that I'm still really close with and still have those deep connections. And whenever we are together, it's kind of like that band of misfits back together. And I absolutely love those guys and, and those experiences. And I don't know, I just felt very rec- seen by this movie in that way. And it was really special. And there's, there's so many other things I could probably point out that I've taken life lessons or just things that I, I appreciate about this film. But those are kind of the main ones that I, I wanted to highlight is that like found family and those, those friendships. And so volume, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy volume one will always be a very special movie to me and one that I love. And I think to me, the, the, the moment that brings it all together is when they are in a, also spoilers, I guess I should say for these films. Um, they are in a, you know, like a spot where their ship, they're in the ship and it's going to crash down to the, into this planet. And you, you know, they think they're all going to die and Groot extends this like, big old tree circular protection thing around him. And, you know, throughout the movie, all he says is I am Groot, I am Groot. But then you get this, we are Groot moment. And it's just, it's just really powerful to like see him protecting his friends and these people he loves and they're able to, to kind of survive except for Groot. Um, but anyway, it's just a, it's a powerful moment and a movie that I absolutely love. So all right, let's, let me move over to, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So this came out in 2017. And I know this movie isn't as well received as the first one, but it still think is, I think a lot of people still enjoy this one. And I, I absolutely love it. It's not as strong as the first movie, but it's still got, you know, all the things I loved about the, f- the first one and some new emotional depth to it. You know, we, we get one, we get this really powerful story about Rocket, about how he kind of is, an asshole to people because he is afraid that like if he really opens himself up they won't they won't love him they won't accept him and so he keeps people at distance by kind of being jerks to them and you see that you know Yondu is another character who experienced the same thing and that Yondu calls out Rocket in this and they have this this kind of bond and it's really powerful and so I just kind of want to mention that but the thing that I love about one of the things that really connects is relates or I related to was uh Star Lord's Peter Quill's arc of him meeting his biological father. You know, in the first film, he kind of like is out there wanting to find his dad. He knows his dad's out there and he kind of I to me it seems like he creates this like false perception of what he wanted his dad to be. This idealized version of a person um you know whether that's based off the eighties pop culture he he uh experienced you know when he was on earth as a kid or if it's through other just things that he'd seen other fathers do um and you know he meets his father ego the planet the celestial who is just ends up being crazy and wants to destroy the universe essentially and really doesn't care about peter um quill and is willing to kill him to get what he wants in the end and 
so there's there's these like really powerful moments of the movie where Peter is kind of connecting with with ego before he kind of finds out what ego's true intentions are, and you see this like he's finally like getting what you think he thinks he's getting what he always wanted, and you know as the movie goes on he finds out what ego is really trying to do, and that comes crashing down to him. He's at this moment of like despair if you or not despair but just like you know he needs to be rescued and to be saved and the person that comes to do that is yondu and you know yondu from the first film we learned that yondu was the one who took him from earth um to deliver him to ego but once once yondu finds out what ego is doing he stops that and he ends up essentially raising peter quill and he's definitely not the most perfect father figure but i just think it's I just found that which would be really powerful how how Yondu steps in, saves Peter from ego. They kind of have this this end battle with him, and it ends with um, Yondu sacrificing himself so that Peter Quill can survive. And it's such a powerful moment. And I know it's maybe like on the nose or a little bit cheesy, but they're flying off, and Yondu has 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 Peter Quill in his arms, and. Ego's planet is exploding and the, and it's essentially the death of Peter's father. And Yondu says something, I might butcher the lines. He says like, you may have been, he may have been your father, but he ain't your daddy. And I love that moment and I tear up every single time. And as they're like, sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it, but as they're in space and Peter realizes what's happening that Yondu is sacrificing himself and, and Yondu's going to die out in the cold of space. It's just such a powerful, heartbreaking moment. And then you get this beautiful, like, funeral tribute to Yondu and the song Father Son by Cat Stevens plays. And anyway, as I, this, the movie in 2017, I was at a pretty complicated spot with my relationship with my own dad. And my dad, who was on this, this show, um, a while back, um, it was so fun for me to talk to him. And, you know, I, don't have the same experiences as Peter Quill. I grew up with, you know, my, my dad, my biological father, he, you know, he raised me and was a wonderful father. And in my late twenties, definitely went through some complicated stuff with my dad. And there was some conflicts that happened and, and, and just different family things that came up and struggles. And I remember in 2017, when volume two came out, I was really struggling with like, with my dad and, and being, and I, and I had some hurt feelings and things like that. And that scene though, I remember watching this movie kind of around that time when I was trying to figure out how do I deal with these feelings and, and seeing how Peter Quill finds this love and acceptance for Yondu, even though Yondu was not perfect. And definitely, I mean, you could, you could maybe even make an argument that he was, he could have been abusive to Peter. Um, but I don't know. It was, uh, it was just really powerful for me to see like this, how complicated father and son relationships can be, but also how powerful and how meaningful they are. And, you know, I, I went through some struggles there with my dad and I, I remember watching this movie and it kind of really helped me turn the corner where I started to find a lot more acceptance for him. And, and I remember in 2020 when I was going through the most difficult experience of my life um going through a separation and divorce my dad was there to he to rescue me and to like be there and 
you know, he lives in a different state than I do, but there's these periods where I talk on the phone with him every night just because I was at such a low in my life. And I, you know, there's moments where I didn't know if I, you know, wanted to live at times and, and not to get too dark, but it was, it was really difficult. Then he was there and, 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 you know, my dad and I are different, but we're very similar. And it's, I don't know, this, the way that Peter was able to see his, who his real father, father truly was in Yondu was pretty powerful for me to watch. Um, and I, and anyway, so I, I love volume two. Um, it's such a great movie and that, yeah, so that's the, that's kind of my story from volume two. So moving into, to Guardians of the Galaxy volume three, which like I said, was just released. Um, this movie, I mean, it's, it was, hilarious and moving but it was also incredibly heart-wrenching at times in this film you know we get more of the backstory for rocket raccoon and his trauma that he goes through um and there's a lot that we learned about him and what he experiences but there's a scene in the movie where we you know we see that he's made these connections with these other animals that are being experimented on and they're, you know, they're all kind of, in a lot of ways, just these really like creepy looking creatures, but they have so much like heart and soul to them, like you and, and, and hope and optimism in them. And you see that rocket when he, like, that's, that's where he came from. Like he was in this, like, he had this connection, his love with these friends and you see why he becomes a little bit more hardened as he, as, as, uh, you know, from these experiences, but there's a scene when, High Evolutionary, the villain of the film, comes. It's a flashback, and it shows how Rocket's friends are are murdered. Um, and there's a moment where he lets out this like this scream that is just like pure pain and pure like grief and loss. And I mean, it is one of the most like. It's a, it's a CGI raccoon, but it's one of the most real and human moments I've seen in a film in a long time. And it, I mean, it just, it, as I was watching it, like it just wrecked me inside. I felt so much like pain for, for this character, but I also, it just brought out and reminded me of a lot of things that I've experienced. And to me, I kind of, the way I've interpreting that, it's almost like that was his first traumatic moment or moment of true loss um and he's in a lot of ways he's almost like a like a kid it it felt like a child like when they are experiencing pain they let out this like this this you know like they're there's that they got all this deep heavy emotion they're just letting it out and as we i feel like as we get older we learn that that's one that maybe that's not acceptable by by whoever you know caregivers people in society whatever um or like we avoid those types of like emotional outbursts um because it's too painful and so we we stuff it down but uh anyways it i i just felt it felt very childlike to me and um when i went through my divorce and through those experiences, there were a lot of moments where the pain and the, you know, I, 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 and it's a story for another day, but, um, I made some really big mistakes in my previous marriage or, 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 or choices. I should say that, that 
hurt other people and including myself and my kids and, and, you know, and, uh, you know, divorce, I think is always going to be difficult for kids. And so, um, I'd have moments where I would just be in so much pain and like, I would be just sobbing uncontrollably because it was just so much, there was just so much pain and so much grief and loss. And it wasn't like I lost a person to death, but it, there was grief in that process. And seeing that just kind of brought that back. And, and, and then as like, I went through, you know, the the divorce process and I started to kind of have, you know, my seeing my kids go through my, especially my daughter at the time, like she had moments where the, the pain and the, the, that, rocket express like i witnessed similar things that she went through and it's it's one of the hardest things in the world to see your child go through through something painful like that and um but at the same time i like i felt i don't know what the right word would be but it that she was able to like express that even though it was difficult and you know i she's a little bit older now and, and things are, there's just, she still has challenges and we all have, you know, we still have, everyone has challenges, but it, anyways, this, this film just kind of reminded me of those painful experiences. And I know that maybe sounds like maybe not a good thing, but in a lot of ways it's kind of cathartic in, in connecting to kind of see other people go through similar, similar things and see it portrayed. And it, and it kind of felt like I was, I felt, seen by that like for me for my kids to to the people that in my life that have gone through these experiences these traumatic experiences even my my partner now like what she's been through in her own grief and loss um anyway and and i i don't i'm not sure if that makes sense but that was kind of the thing that i kind of came away from but i what i really really loved about this movie though is we get this like traumatic experience that rocket goes through and then the end of the movie, he's back on this, this same ship, this, where all this happened. And he, he says something like, I'm done running. And he finally, he goes and confronts this past and this traumatic experience that he's had. And it's, there's a scene when, cause you know, throughout all the three of the movies, and even when he makes his appearances in Avengers, he, people always call him raccoon or rabbit or whatever. And he's like, I'm not a raccoon. And he goes and he, he finds this like, um, there's like a a litter of a bunch of little baby raccoons and he goes and sees the raccoons and he sees himself in these little raccoons and these little babies and he sees that that's what they are they're they're raccoons and he has this like compassion to want to save them and to to help them and and then when the high evolutionary confronts them they have kind of their their showdown and he, the high evolution throughout the movie keeps calling him P819. I can't remember the exact number, but basically calling him by a number, not by a name. And he says, the name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon. And he's kind of finally taking ownership of who he is, his heritage and, and where he came from and confronting this abuser, this person that brought him so much pain. Um, and has the opportunity to kill him, but he doesn't. Um, and that, and he, and what else is so, so kind of tying this all back into like volume one is as he's at this moment where like he's confronting the evolutionary, he 
his friends, the rest of the guardians come in and they're there to like support him and to like this evil, terrible person who hurt him and did all these awful things to him. He has his family with him there, his, his family, his friends that are there, they have his back. And I mean, the whole movie is them trying to save him basically. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's just really, it was just so powerful to see that kind of like friendship, that kind of love and seeing someone going through someone, some, some, something so traumatic and then have that support. Um, because Rocket is the first one to say, he says, I'm done running. He, he goes in to save, um, all the children and the animals. He's the first one to go do it because the, the guardians could have escaped and left all of our people for dead. But he, and he's the first one to go back in and everyone follows. And I love to see that, like that kind of like support and love that they had for each other. So anyways, I could ramble on for a long time. I'm going to end it here. I, I, like I said, I just, I love these movies and I love that they have brought out, helped remind me of just different things in my own life and helped me kind of work through some of my issues and my struggles and provide cathartic experiences for me as I watch these films and, you know, they're movies that I look forward to watching forever, you know, uh, throughout the rest of my life. Um, so thank you everyone for listening to this. And if you want to be on the, episode, the, the podcast, please reach out to me. Um, the best place to do that, you could reach me at my Instagram at TommyOlson88. Or you can email me at tjolson, O-L-S-E-N, 422 at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to, if you want to be a guest on the show to go through the questions or you want to do a story time from a movie, I, I would love that. So please reach out. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. He may have been your father, boy, but he wasn't your daddy. I'm sorry I didn't do none of it right. I'm damn lucky you, my boy. Yondu, what are you doing? You can't. Yondu! No. No! No! Oh, no! <laughs>